0: Welcome to Gold with Jeanette Schneider, negative inspiration for a bigger, badder, more purposeful life. Each week we share wisdom, insights, and gold from those living their very best lives. After 23 years in finance and a fancy SVP title, I left corporate America to advocate for women and girls in life, love, the boardroom, and the marketplace. Now the CEO of my own media company, my goal is to change the world for my daughter and her friends. My first book, "Lore: Harnessing Your Past to Create Your Future, dropped late 2018 and is based on what women wish they would have known when they were girls. This is purposeful content, big conversations, and a safe place for us to share our goals and our dreams for the future. We record every week from the sound studio at The Space LV. Stephanie Wilamowski is an expert on all things inner world. She is a clairsentient and claircognizant since childhood, having the ability to feel and experience energy in an intuitive way. This energy stream includes people's feelings, spiritual insights, and premonitions of the future. She has harnessed this gift and serves as a spiritual intuitive coach. She focuses primarily on helping women feel and move through their unprocessed emotions by reconnecting them with their inner child so that they may then connect with their higher self and live life on purpose. Stephanie and I dig deep into the importance of healing unprocessed trauma and repressed emotions in order to break generational patterns passed down from our own wounded parents. We discuss how to honor our own inner child by reconnecting with our intuition and listening to our internal compass. Stephanie and I also talk about the intuitive purity of children and the awareness and gifts they hold. Let's dig in. I'm so excited to introduce to the Gold audience today, Stephanie Wilomowski. Thank you so much for joining my show. I appreciate you.
1: I'm so excited to be here. Honestly, I'm really honored and excited of what we're going to talk about today. Wonderful. I was
0: so drawn to your platform specifically because I feel like we have very aligned interests, but we approach them in different ways. And I wanted to have you on to talk a little bit about it because, you know, as I shared with you, before we got started I wrote a book about helping women kind of understand um, who they were before they were told <laughs> who they were and 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 how to be and what to be and and getting back to that kind of younger um, innocent version of themselves that was perfect and had its own compass um, before we were fed a lot of information. And I love what you do in helping women kind of navigate the, the story back to self. And when we were talking and I've looked over some of your stuff, I understand that from a very young age, you've been in tuned with your own guidance system um, that I think so many of us have to find our way back to. And I was just curious if you could tell me a little bit about what it was like growing up, having gifts and intuition that may have been not ahead of its time, but so much more pure, I think, than we give credit to our own kind of innate, uh, I I think of it as a compass, our innate ability to understand the world and, and our place in it. Can you talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, of course. Um, well, it's always interesting because as I'm now older and I've tried to look back and analyze, you know, growing up at the time, it wasn't like I knew that I had gifts or that I was more in tune with my natural state. Um, it was just, I I was really highly sensitive and I, I started to realize like I understood things that like kids my age didn't or I would, I would feel things. I was able to always like understand people on a deeper level or understand things that at my age was like things that kids, you know, as my parents would say, kids shouldn't be talking or thinking about. Um, So for me, growing up was very interesting because I felt completely misunderstood. I didn't really feel validated or understood by my family. Um, I was kind of just labeled as this like crazy and rowdy, uh, I would say uh, disrespectful child. (laughs) <laughs> so, um, for me, it was just very. For a long time, I just felt like I didn't belong here. I felt very isolated, very misunderstood, and so it was. It was really difficult for me because I just didn't understand myself, and I, I felt a lot. And I just felt like a lot of the things that people were struggling with, or when I would watch the news, it would be like, oh my god! Like to me, some of the problems seem so simple. Um, and yet when I would have like when I would try to talk about it, it was like I was met with a ton of resistance from like the adults around me. Um, so it, it was just it, I didn't have the awareness that, that I was different or that I was in tune to that mm-hmm. from an early age. But it definitely made me feel very outside of myself and like I didn't belong here for a long time. But it was actually a gift because I'm feeling so disconnected from myself um, along with like experiences that I went through, it really drove me to, to really try to understand myself.
0: So I want to kind of dig into that because I think, you know, I think it's really interesting when we talk about, um, children's kind of their awareness and their gifts and I, they're called the clairs and I don't know all of the clairs, but I, if I understand correctly, you're clairsentient and claircognizant, correct? Yes. So, yeah. and, and for clair, claircognizant, that's a, a knowingness. You just know things without knowing why. Exactly. Yep. And clairsentient, you kind of get a feel for people or emotions or senses. Is that correct?
1: Yeah. So with clairsentient, it's just literally the ability to clear sense, like to perceive on a deeper level is the ability to perceive what's not perceivable. Mm, I love that.
0: My daughter told me recently she's so I my daughter's very she's got her own gifts. And she's like, Mommy, I I can smell things that aren't there. And I can taste things that aren't there. And I'm like, I got to look those ones up because I don't know what those are. (laughs) But it's just I love that because I think that knowingness is so incredibly important. And I think sometimes we have the ability to tap into some of these, some of these things, but we kind of ignore them or start questioning ourselves or, um, the world around us kind of provides us with answers, um, and I was very much like you as a kid. Like I I knew things that I shouldn't know. Um, I was aware of the world around me in a much bigger way. Um, my parents didn't understand me very well. And um, I could walk into a room and I, I could understand the dynamics of what was happening. Um, I, would, I would be able to call things without knowing why. And I always just kind of felt like a little bit more plugged in. Like you have just a little bit more of a kind of – A channel that's open, right? That you're you're getting a little bit more detail than everybody else around you. And I think over time, we start to ignore that, or we don't trust it, or we haven't learned how to tap into it. So I'm so curious, when you're working with people, and you're helping them kind of guide them back to their inner child and to themselves, do you find that they're more aware of some of these guidance systems? Or do you think that that's something that's just a special gift
1: separate and apart? Uh, no, definitely not. I mean, our, our intuition is directly connected with our inner child. It's it's our natural state. You know, we are intuitive beings. And I I believe my, my perception and, and my belief is that we all know what is the best path for ourselves, right? We have our own in- internal guidance system. But the thing is, as you mentioned, it gets screwed in this 3D reality when we're born because we have we live in a world of contrast, of, du- of duality, right? The conscious mind, the unconscious mind. And so um, oftentimes we're born to parents who unfortunately um, are not aware and are wounded themselves. They haven't healed and they're just repeating um, all of these generational patterns, right? So they're passing all of their wounds onto us. So what happens is we're collecting and, and we're learning as as we come in, In our inner child, we come in like blank. This we're a blank canvas. But at the same, but the moment that we're born, we're also developing our like our our inner adult at the same time. But our inner adult is being developed by what we're observing around us. We're learning how to be an adult from other adults around us, right? So if we're born to adults that aren't very healthy, we start to lose our own sense of self, and so we start to disconnect with the inner child aspect, which resides like in the emotional realm Mm -hmm. and our intuition, because we start to having to suppress how we feel, we get invalidated. And so we start to learn how to basically, we're, we're taught to repress all of our emotions and we're taught like, okay, in order to get our needs met, we need to like control the way that we receive love. And so we start to shape ourselves. And a lot of us tend to suffer from like, codependency Mm. or that's why there's like a lot of narcissism and stuff because we're trying to get all of these needs met but our templates were screwed we were given all of these templates and are and who we are and now they become the blueprint in our adulthood and so what I find in my work is that a lot of the women I work with are very intuitive but they their intuition is skewed They, they have lost touch with it because they are operating from templates that aren't who they really are. They have all of this unprocessed trauma, all of these unprocessed emotions, all of these beliefs, and most of us, we don't realize we're operating from our conscious life, right? We have a conscious, and then we have our unconscious life. And usually, our unconscious life is taking over us, but we don't have awareness of it.
0: It's so interesting. And I think self-awareness is such a huge part of all of this, right? And I think for me, I had my own moments where life got really hard and I had to realize like I was buying into a model, right? And I was behaving and acting in a way to try to get attention or try to get people to do things that I wanted them to do. And and those individuals around me had their own, their own demons and unhealed trauma. Typically, um, using alcohol or, or drugs to try to help numb or, or get through them. So it's creating these really ugly dynamics that were not natural state. And you look at kids today and, you know, if they come into families where there's unhealed trauma or there's, um, some cycles that haven't been ended that need to be ended as opposed to learning how to say this is what I need. They learn how to manipulate. They learn how to like and it's truly when you said we, we're trying to get our needs met. I think that's what everyone is trying to do in life from the time you're a child. You want shelter. You want food. You want love. You want certain things to make sure that you are alive and helps healthy and have the ability to grow and as an adult we typically it's the same thing. We're looking instead of and this is what worries me so much is is that until someone creates that awareness of self and starts to understand the difference between their subconscious and their conscious mind, it's like you're just continuing to fight that up upstream. You're going upstream and um, continu- continuing some of those negative behavior- behaviors that um, exhi- exhibit themselves into cycles. Um, the thing that I think is really interesting is once you have that moment where you start Realizing like you start tapping into that self-awareness and you start saying, "Well, why am I acting like this? Um, that was like a a watershed moment for me when I instead of just responding, I would take a beat and say, why do I feel the need to yell right now? Why do I feel the need to act out of this? What emotion am I feeling right now? And is that actually because of what's coming at me or is this triggered by an old pattern or an old relationship? But it takes people a long time to get there and <laughs> to get to
1: that to yeah. that
0: place. So what do you say to people like as they're starting to to do you go through visualizations with them? Do you recommend free writing? Like how do you get them to that place where you're like, let's start to find the thread between your subconscious and your conscious mind?
1: Well, normally what I do in my coaching sessions, um, then the first time I start working with someone, I do what I call, it's called an unpacking, unpacking of your past story session. And this is where we start digging into their past, right? Because oftentimes we say, oh, okay, you know, the past is in the past, it's important to not live there. But here's the thing, in order for us to really have that self-awareness and for us to be able to tap into our own power and really connect with our higher self and that intuition, we have to be able to go into the past because we're operating, most of us, from mm-hmm. those past templates. And so our inner child never had the opportunity like, to fully express her or his emotions, nor process their experience. So it's important that we go back and that we validate, first and foremost, our past experiences, and that we give ourselves the opportunity to process those emotions and those things that we went through because oftentimes we just kinda keep moving and we never really go back. Mm -hmm. And it isn't until we go back and allow ourselves to do that that the real transformation starts to happen. So it's just wild. It blows my mind because when I work with my clients and I start to see, you know, we go into obviously really, really deep stuff, but it's so crazy to see how they haven't ever had the space to just mourn, to cry, to be angry, right? To yell, to say my parents were shitty parents and Mm -hmm. it's not about blaming. Right. And it's not about being a victim, but there is a time and place and there is a place when you're going through this process of doing the inner work where you have to allow that inner child to have the voice that she never got to have to feel the things that she had to shove down because she needed to protect because she needed to disassociate in order to survive in her environment or his environment. That's so powerful.
0: It's so – well, I had to do a visualization one time where um, I was asked to find my younger self, find my inner child. Where does your inner child live? And my inner child was, for some reason, I imagined her. She lived in, like, my womb and my my belly area. And, you know, I – and I walk people through this in my book where I have them kind of go back and, like, visualize this younger version of themselves. And all she wanted to do was to be loved. She just was looking for someone to pick her up and to hold her and be like, I've got you. And – I didn't realize like they're like well what's the setting and I'm like well she's staring out at we're in the neighbor's house even though she's in my stomach and we're looking out across the street well I didn't realize I had unprocessed trauma because my neighbor had murdered someone and I had um, later on was babysitting his children and I felt very unsafe and I was in a violent neighborhood and so all of these things had stayed with me and had not been processed and had shown themselves in ways of like, I have issues with security, I worry about personal safety, I have problems with like all of these different things. And it was from really kind of paying attention to who this little person was and what she needed then that hadn't been taken care of. And it was interesting because I had um, someone actually say, well, like, let's get her out of the neighbor's house. <laughs> like, that's a terrible place for her to be. And I had done this um, visualization of, like, my happy place. And my happy place is this beautiful garden. It's probably somewhere above the Mediterranean. It's really beautiful. And so we took her there. We went through this whole process of, of removing her from this space and taking her there. And I go visit her every now and then, like, whenever I'm having a hard time or I need to do a visualization or I'm trying to kind of get my head right. And I'm like, okay, like, remember – like get back to basics and every time i go into the garden i imagine her like just so happy and she's swinging and she's running around the field because she didn't have your typical childhood her her childhood was filled with fear so it was just really fascinating for me to give her space and almost like her own identity um rather than ignoring her being like oh my god that's the past I don't want to unpack it like she still lives she still lives in this garden where I go to whenever I'm like I'm having a hard time um and I think it's if we it's almost like reparenting yourself in a lot of ways from that space of this nurturing older empowered individual who knows what they need as opposed to you know the kind of the survival basics that we have when we're in uh, you know, some some of our family settings. I mean, a lot of people have really wonderful parents, but um, a lot of unpressed trauma from what I understand has been from um, childhood repressed memories or issues with, with family members or abuses or in some cases, um, tragic situations. And I love what you said about giving them the space, like you have to give this little person the space to gr- grieve and feel their feelings. And when I wrote my book, it was really interesting because the beginning is about visiting the past. And so many people were like, I can't get past this like first section of this book.
1: Well, wow. see, because that's that's,
0: that's yeah. powerful. Yeah, I yeah. was like, "It's because it's there for you, right? Like, if if it hurts, then you got to lean into it more. Have you ever had someone come to you and as you're going through this process, they're resisting, resisting, resisting? I am so excited to finally announce what I am working on because it has been so hard not to talk about it. Today, Gold is brought to you by Live Media and I couldn't be more thrilled. Live is an app that will launch Christmas 2019. I have partnered with a team previously of Disney Pixar who want so deeply to use tech for good and we're using tech for great. I have a special VIP experience built out and planned for my Gold listeners. You guys have been on this journey with me, so I can't wait to introduce you to my baby. Through mindfulness and accountability offerings, including meditation, breath work, intentional living routines, challenges, and lifestyle coaching, Live will provide you with the tools, community, and support you need to live your very best life, leveling up in every aspect. Live meets you where you are and grows with you. Each week, your Live Lab will be curated with talks, articles, meditations, visualizations, challenges, and support to help you move your goals forward in 90 day increments. At the end of 90 days, we will celebrate your accomplishments with you before assisting in selecting those goals you'd like to include in the next 90. Available to you at all times is a phone or chat session with an accountability coach, a master coach, or through an email submission to Dear Live, so that we can support you every step of the way. Live is your lifestyle and productivity concierge, a thoughtful guide and an intuitive coach to help you get out of your own way, to create, to pay it forward, Because a healthy you today means a healthier world tomorrow. Gold listeners will receive a free 30-day VIP experience. That means access to all of the bells and whistles by using code GOLDVIP, all caps, at loveisviral.com. Again, that is loveisviral.com, code GOLDVIP, in all caps. Join the movement.
1: That's yeah.
0: powerful. Yeah. I yeah. was like, it's because it's there for you, right? Like, if if it hurts, then you got to lean into it more. Have you ever had someone come to you and as you're going through this process, they're resisting, resisting, resisting?
1: Uh, yes. I actually had, had recently a client who uh, I would say was my most challenging, but it was great because... It, it forces me to like you know sharpen my skills mm-hmm. um and she was very 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 disconnected from her, from her emotions she completely identifies with her intellect mm. and it's so interesting when you when you connect all the dots it everything always goes back to childhood and you don't always have to have like a super traumatic like mm-hmm. violence and terror like just sometimes the fact that you your parents just didn't validate you that they didn't value emotions that your voice wasn't heard that you were shamed for liking something or for speaking your voice like i have one client who her her parents shamed her a lot when she showed a lot of emotion Mm. and so she and her and her mom had a lot of um emotional outbursts so she associates emotions with being out of control so she's lived her whole life completely repressed in all aspects um and so it's just it's it's so crazy and interesting because everything is tied in. But one of the things that I have found it's like so powerful in this whole process of like going back to your past and like you said exactly with the visualization, like you see everything has a meaning.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, her looking out the window. So I do a lot of that too, like visualizations. Then a lot of vocalizing because most of us we haven't been seen, we haven't been heard or felt. And so through the process, they're able to do all of this. But one of the things that I'm starting to realize that's so powerful is owning our truth, like owning how we feel. Hmm. So sometimes I'll have clients that will be telling me a story. Oh, like, okay, so we're going into their past. And they're like, oh, you know, my dad, I've had a couple of clients who've had like these similarities where it's like, okay, so um, my my dad, you know, he was he was really good. He took care of us. He was a provider. I had everything I wanted. Um, but you know, sometimes he'd come home and he'd drink and then he would beat up my mom, you know, in front of me and I would have to go and run and hide. Um, but you know, but he was a good dad cause I, you know, I had everything I wanted and I'm mm-hmm. listening and they're saying how they feel without saying it. Yeah. So my job is to like, take them to those places energetically that I'm feeling. And so, so then I have to stop and be like, so wait, so was your dad really a good dad? Um, and so they have to pause for a second. And I remember like I had one client who was like, uh, and she wanted to say yes. And as she started processing, I was like, well, how do you feel? How did that little girl, like, how did you feel when you saw that, when you saw your dad hitting your mom? Right. Oh, I was scared. I, I felt terrible. I felt sad for my mom. I felt helpless. Right. Hmm. So, so was your dad a good dad? no and it's owning that but it's not because you want to blame but it's owning the fact because that's how you feel yeah you feel like you you grew, you didn't grow up safe your your parents were not they didn't provide a safe shelter for you you didn't grow up in a safe environment and so just the fact of being able to own that like you know i didn't grow up in a safe environment cuz i had one client who had completely So He told me one story and then I remember she had made up this whole other... Like, her perception of her life was completely different. She felt like she had a completely normal childhood. Mm-hmm. And then when she told her story, I was like, no, her childhood is not normal. You know, she she went through all this, but it was her way of coping. Yeah. But as, as she was able to start owning her story, owning her truth, it's just crazy how much they transform. Like, you start tapping into that power. You start to heal. And, I think their intuition starts to then kick in.
0: I think it's really interesting, though. But you've said a couple of things that I really appreciate. And you've talked about owning their story and not blaming others. And that's the one thing that I'd want to stress more than anything in this entire conversation or in in even my book where I'm like, grab your past. But here's the thing. You've spent more time away from those family it's not on them you're not blaming them you're you're taking this owning it understanding it processing it not because you are a victim but because you want to use it to for your growth And I think that's one of the things that I think is so important is to move from a passive choice orientation and a victim blame mentality to a place where you're like, you know, I'm strong enough to own this story. I'm strong enough to feel the feelings, call them out, say the thing as ugly as it is and sit in in the hurt, right? But it's not for the, the... it's not to give anyone an excuse or give me an excuse for my bad behavior it's so that i can i can push it forward and i think that's the healthiest thing i think in the past especially like the 80s and the 90s people would look at therapy like oh you're looking for someone to blame my kids are going to be in therapy blah 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 and i don't think that that's i don't think that that's a healthy way to look at it or even to go into it with this expectation that you know now i can point my finger at the reason you like, yeah maybe you can understand why you do the things you do but now it's on you too and I love that you call it unpacking unpack it so that you that then are in control of what's going back in the bag
1: exactly yep and that's that's the process I take them through exactly it's first we unpack it we let them have the space to do that to be the victim to cry right to do all the things that their inner child didn't get to do So that's their moment to speak for their inner child. But as they do all this healing, then we're we're transforming, we're transforming this. Where I go through a process where I call it activating, then we're activating their power. So it's transforming their story. Okay, so now let's go to the higher perspective. Why did this happen? What did this teach you? How Mm. did this make you who you are today? Right. But you can't go there without having gone through this. And I think sometimes also we have to point out that in the spiritual community, there is a tendency sometimes to use spiritual bypassing and to be super positive and to be like, oh, I can see the higher perspective, you know, and empathize with everything, which is great. You know, it's a huge gift I have to see that, but sometimes I realize even in my own path, it was a way for me to like bypass my own emotions. Mm -hmm. You know, we intellectualize things or we're like, well, I can understand why this person did this, but first you gotta process it. First feel it, accept it, don't judge it, allow it to be what it is, and then, Let's look at the higher perspective.
0: I think that's such an important point because a lot of times I do that, right? I'm like, and I even do that when I'm trying to help my daughter understand, well, this person said this because they're hurting inside, right? Or they did this thing because they don't understand how to deal with emotions or whatever. And then try to intellectualize it so she can understand it better. But even – I'm, like, recognizing even now I need to be like, you have every right to be mad. <laughs> you have every right <laughs>
1: exactly. to cry.
0: I understand why you're crying, and I wish it wasn't this way. And I, I'm taking away from this conversation. I need to do a better job of reflecting that as well because I think I try to help her understand it so that it's less of people don't like me, this hurt my feelings. But I think that that's a wise kind of um, – uh, point to make or 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 lesson to take away from it like it it still feels something you still feel something from the interaction and you can process that but just do it in a way that's that's healthy and not creating a new cycle or, or what have you I have to tell you being the parent of a child who's heading into her tween years is Hard <laughs> because
1: I could only imagine. I'm not there yet. So. Well,
0: I mean, it's like all of the conversations I have to have about friendships, and I'm more aware now of adolescence and depression, and you know, what you need to do to make sure that they're prepared to enter the world as whole and healthy human beings, and not taking everything so, um, you know, if someone hurts her feelings on purpose, she's devastated. So it's trying to offer her the tools to where she can understand that, hey, that really didn't have anything to do with you. You can be upset. But um, yeah, it's it's really fascinating kind of traversing this this new space. So um, for me, it's been important that those gifts that she has, that we talk about them, and I allow her to have her own compass. And I ask her, like, well, what does your heart feel about that? And do you have Beautiful. any impressions about the way that should look? And so she's allowed to kind of formulate her own kind of internal compass and yeah. and recognize – like, you know, she's told me before, um, I was single for many, many years, and we were at an event one time, and we sat down, and I was being introduced to a, a guy, and she didn't know anything about him. I didn't know anything about him. It was just someone was like, hey, I want you to meet this person. I think, you know, you guys would be a great match. And he came over to the table and he shook my hand and um, he met everyone at the table and he walked away and she's like, Jeff is a bad man. (laughs) And I was like, I'm going to take that one. I'm going to, okay. (laughs) I'm like, I'm going to let you have that. And instead of being like, Olivia, I was like, well, why do you think that? And she's like, there's something about Jeff. He's a bad man, mommy. I'm like, okay. Um so it's just kind of uh, funny like I've always let her kind of you know have her quirky little that's,
1: that's beautiful though because what like thank you for sharing that because that's one of the things about like me growing up that I always was like when I'm a parent like I was always like defend their kids because I felt like I didn't have that and I think that that's what we need as children it's like it for children to be looked at not like these little things that we have authority over, right? Like we know better because we're adults. When reality, I feel like children actually come here to teach us a lot if we're open to it. And there's nothing more powerful than to just let another human being feel the way they feel to validate them. Because if you think about it, most of the world's problems all stem, they all start with the emotional world, wars, politics, ego, uh, uh, corruption, power all of that has to do with people's trying to get their needs met but they're trying to do them in unhealthy ways right mm-hmm. they're trying to get validation they're trying to be seen through power right they're trying to feel that void and so being able to give that gift you are giving your daughter by letting her know hey your feelings matter your thoughts matter mm-hmm. like teaching her how to think for herself how to access that oof, i mean it's just it's a huge huge gift yeah. She's
0: very lucky. I think I think it was something that I I think I wanted and so for her it's like I I give her this space to feel her way through it, right? And and be open to it. Um mm-hmm. so that she doesn't feel like she has she's um she's confident. You know, she's confident yeah. that she has a voice and so she doesn't need to stomp her feet or do certain things to get attention or feel boxed out. You know, she has her own kind of Um, platform if if she needs or she wants it um within reason (laughs) (laughs) she could create an entire you know movement on why she should eat pop rocks for dinner but like that one's not gonna go um but I think it's so I think it's so valuable that we especially are very aware of our subconscious versus conscious conversations especially as we're raising little people and we're trying to unwind old stories unpack old traumas so that as we're talking in just conversation what they're picking up what they're absorbing and what they're there I think of myself as being her life concierge you know like I don't own her I have been blessed to show her I've been blessed to be her guide mm-hmm. and I think if we can kind of have that mindset even as we're working on ourselves and paying attention to the communication that we have between our friendships our employers our love um, uh, partners, I think it's so much more powerful, um, than kind of just going through the motions and letting whatever you've been programmed to believe just fly out of your mouth because it's just easier. Um, I think sometimes people look at, um, it's just easier not to touch the band Um, but I don't think that they realize the generational repercussions you have when you leave, when you leave festering things to fester, you know?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: I love it. Well, I have a couple of questions I ask everyone. So because of the fact that you and I both believe in dealing with the inner child, I'm so curious (laughs) how you're going to answer this. Um, If you were to look at a younger version of yourself, what would she look like? What age? And what would you want to tell her?
1: Well, she would be around six or seven. And I would tell her that she was more than good enough. I would tell her that there was nothing wrong with her, that she was actually really, really unique and very special. Um, I would tell her to I would tell her to continue to pursue all of her passions and to not get scared even if she fails and despite the fact that there's no one around her to to push her and to, believe in her to like see what she's good at to continue to, to keep pushing forward because she has a lot of gifts and she's really good at a lot of things and she doesn't need validation from others to know that.
0: I love that. I, 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 one of the themes that I've noticed, especially when I've asked this question is that we're all okay. (laughs) We're all, it's like this beautiful nurturing voice. That's like, um, when we look at our younger self, um everyone's like keep going keep pressing like things seem hard and it doesn't make sense right now but it's it's going to and so sometimes it's those things that we're learning through that give us I I look back on my childhood and um I had a rough childhood and had that not happened though I don't know that I'd be the mom that I am today you know I don't know that I'd have I'd be so conscientious. So I think it's really interesting when we we look back in retrospect at our younger selves and I, that keep going message and you've got this and it's going to be all right. Um, I think it's so beautiful. Uh, one, of the, yes. one of the other questions is if you were to be heading to the next adventure and you wanted to leave behind some gold nuggets of wisdom or inspiration for the next generation, what do you feel in your soul you need to leave behind?
1: Wow, that's a deep question, what do I feel that I need to leave behind, like a gold nugget for other people? Mm-hmm. I think it would be the message that I, that I do now through my work and it's really about, you know, you, everything lies inside of you. You are your own guru, you are, you are everything, you know, you are love and everything resides within you. You are the well of knowledge and within you lies the universe. Um, and all you need to do is just look within and learn how to access it. But, um, I think that's, that's the most powerful thing because we are everything. Everything is inside of us. Um, and the more of us that just continue to turn inward, um, the more that the world would change at a rapid pace, right? The more of us that awaken. I love that. My um,
0: my project, um, it's not even a project anymore. It's actually my company now. My daughter named it. It's called um, Love is Viral. And um, oh. it's, it's basically the idea that if you love yourself and you work on yourself, then that love is felt. It becomes your ripple. It helps the children that you influence. It helps your relationships, the people that you love. And it will create generational change. So I'm there with you. I believe that working within first creates such change um, it's just a matter of having the bravery to, to to do it to turn inside to look in to look within
1: exactly and by the way your daughter she is a little guru
0: <laughs> <laughs> she's pretty dope she actually named the company it's kind of funny her so her name's olivia and I asked her one day, we were in the car, and I was like, hey, so this new project I'm working on, um, I'm trying to decide what to name it. I could name it Live after my daughter. I could name it Lore after my book. And she's like, well, I don't like the idea that you name a company after me, but what if it stood for something? She's like, you believe that everyone should love themselves and each other, and it's a media company, so we want things to go viral. So why don't we make love go viral? I was like, you're – how old is she again? She's eight. She's eight. I love
1: kids, wow.
0: Yeah, well, they're so pure. You know, they're so incredibly pure. And out of that I I just looked at her and I was like, You are brilliant. And um I think I think if we I I honestly believe like if we actually had conversations with kids and listened to them more, like they would show us the pure sides of ourselves.
1: Yes, yes, they are. They're, they're the way. And what you're doing is that it's like the fact that you're involving her and you're asking her questions like the old generations be like, no, kids are not allowed to be in adult conversations. Right. right. Mm-hmm. But and you asking her that, look at what she gave you. And it's like and you giving her the gift of creating that nurturing environment for her to continue to flourish as her own unique, in-tune, powerful being as she
0: is. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I got an image of her.
1: <laughs> yeah. I love that, of her future self. Um, yeah. That's amazing. If people want
0: to follow your your path, if they want to um, check out your platform, where can they find you?
1: Um, well, my website, which is the easiest, is creatingwithin.com. That's my blog, and it has, like, all of my information on there. My Instagram... <laughs> I changed that. I put my full name, which is Stephanie, and then um, underscore Willemowski. But you could just go on my website and find my Instagram on there. I love
0: it. We'll put all the links in the show notes. And I want to thank you for being on and sharing your gold. It was lovely to talk to you. And thank you for what you're doing to help others.
1: Oh, my God. Same here. I really enjoyed talking to you. And I just love everything you're doing. And your daughter just sounds brilliant and amazing. So thank you also for sharing her with us. Thank
0: you so much for joining me today. I love Stephanie's process of unpacking the stories of our past, validating our experience, and allowing ourselves to transform by owning our own truth and activating our personal power within. You can find her at creatingwithin.com or on Instagram at Stephanie underscore As always, please subscribe to this podcast, leave a review, and don't forget to share with your friends. Gold listeners, please don't forget to sign up for your 30-day Live VIP experience at loveisviral.com, code GOLDVIP in all caps. Get deep in the work with me to uncover your messaging before you pass it on to your children or the people you influence. Pick up my new book, Lore, Harnessing Your Past to Create Your Future, available on Amazon or barnesandnoble.com. Until next time, in the words of my grandma, love each other every day.